Welcome, episode six, long-awaited, anticipated episode six of Slightly Toasted. Long overdue, I might add. Uh, Slightly Toasted, a podcast where four guys drink wine, talk about it, hopefully educate and entertain at the same time. Uh, My name is Chris. I'm Keith. I'm Mike. I'm David. And we are back again. Um, We are mid-August, and if people probably can... Reference the time frame, August 2020. You probably know what's going on. This is—is is this the first podcast of this year? Did we do one pre-COVID? I thought we did. I thought we did one in just January. Like January. It was January. Yeah. Okay, so January is the last one. We've had a long layoff. We tried to schedule it, got it on the calendar. Stuff what happened and socially uh, distanced for months. Exactly. So we're exactly. supposed to have eight done by now. We yes, we're a little off track. This is the Return of the Jedi episode. It is. At least Mike did take our temperatures uh, as we came in the door to uh, make sure that we were uh, compliant. Everybody was was within range, so so good to go there. Um, lots of great episodes out there, five to be exact. So if you uh, have have a chance and haven't listened to uh, to one of the previous episodes, I think you'll find them entertaining and uh, and educational. Um, we've gotten some good feedback. We're huge in Japan, um, according to the stats. So, yes, really? exactly. So huge in Japan and Alpharetta, Georgia. So two vastly different places, but you know what? People have good taste in both places. Go. So so pretty important. And we, we should do a quick toast to our level two WSET member. Exactly. Oh, right. We got exactly. some legit Mr. Now. Yeah. Exactly. Well, two ones and one two. So now so we do? you've got even more pressure. More pressure and more pressure just than ever. going to turf tonight. But Keeping us honest. That's right. That's right. So yeah. we already had three smart wine tasters. Now we have one advanced. With a silly pill. Official <laughs> pill. <laughs> That's right. With something official to show for yeah. it. We need a fact check. So very cool. So what, what is that? What is the level two? The level two is really more wine theory, learning uh, major grape types, where they grow, what you should expect in the flavor profiles for them. And it's like the, the study was around 27 different grapes, uh, reds wow. and whites. So there's a, there's a fairly decent amount of coverage all over the world and everything else. Uh, it does How many not, days did this take? Was uh, it was like two days? full days of in-class instruction and wine tasting. So it did, did not test at this level on the tasting. You did not have a tasting test. It was mm-hmm. the the uh, the exam was all theory and, and uh, workbook type stuff. But you did have tasting experience and how to conceivably go through the proper tasting. Go you know, looking at the clarity, identifying that the wine is clear and it's not the grid, faulted. if you will. It, not exactly Somewhat. the grid, but yes. If anyone's seen some, it's a Different, but similar approach to it. Um, technically, I'm supposed to have a white paper here and such like that to, to gauge the colors. But uh, I will say the other piece of the W set approach is that it's more towards uh, the market, selling wines, knowing what you're going to be telling people that are looking for wines, hmm. and. Since the average bottle of wine sells for about nine to eleven dollars in the right, U.S., right. Um, we're like a lot of market prevalent wines that we were tasting, and it's kind of funny. It's like, tell me what this one tastes like. I'm like, I... <laughs> like I'm spoiled. I don't right. know. You're gonna tell me that what this. Well, is? it's a good segue because you know we've 
the the purpose of today every every if you're a first time listener every um, there's an attempt at a theme at every single one of these podcasts um, we we've done some certain ones we've done blind tastings in the past and this is certainly along those lines this is a blind tasting where um, I've picked out three wines that um, are great varieties that I don't believe we've had a whole lot of um, they're all California wines they're all California grapes they're all California wineries. Um, and the goal here is to, a couple things. First, stretch the limits of your new yeah. uh, accreditation, right? I mean, you mentioned you had 27 that you tasted, so maybe something will jog your memory. Um, but also give everybody an opportunity to taste something and, and really see what, what the flavor is. What, what can we describe it from the nose, the taste, things like that. Um, and also see what you like. I mean, you may taste it and be like, this is awful. Or you may taste it and be like... This is unbelievable. I've got, yeah, exactly. Eureka, I've got to get more of this. So, um, and it's incredibly hard. Talk a little bit about, like, when you're going to a wine store and you're looking at a bottle that says Cab or you're looking at a bottle that says Merlot, it doesn't necessarily mean it's 100% Cab or 100% Merlot. My goal here was to get something that was 100%. Mm-hmm. And it's hard to do. And I'll be yeah, honest with you, one, two of the wines are 100%. One is 96% of the primary I, grape. I, so I'm going for that. I know, exactly. I know this is totally thrown. But um, I think it just kind of underscores the difficulty that I found in trying to find, yes. at least not, you can go out and find 100% Cab. That's not that difficult. you got to pay a little bit more. Surprise point. But... 100% of a unique grape is a little bit challenging. So somebody talk about why why that might be the case, or, or at least what, what does it mean when you go into a store and you like you see a bottle of Cab, but is it really 100% Cab? So by U.S. rulings, uh, you can identify it as Cabernet or, or a varietal as long as it's at least 75% of that grape. You can get up to 25% of blending grapes and still call it a cab, um, or a Merlot, Merlot or anything else that you're looking for. Um, depending on the producer and uh, what they're aiming for, usually you'll see it like if it's a California cab, or if it is maybe Napa or Mendocino, some area where it's just kind of a larger Appalachian identifier, they're just going to say it's a Cabernet, or they'll say it's a Merlot, or whatever mm-hmm. that is. Um, then, like you were saying, you can get 100% varietals. You can get into Napa Valley or even into the, the sub-ADAs of, like, uh, Coonsville or Rutherford or, or whatever you're looking for. And with the distinctions, it steps up in price, typically. And then, in the same time, they may still call it a cab and they may still blend, but like you said, you'll start seeing the breakdown yep. of what else is in it, and they'll, they'll happily say, oh, they'll say it's a Bordeaux blend. Which, that's the other piece of this is, uh, for anyone looking or comparing old world wines to new world, in Bordeaux, it is extremely common to blend, and they really don't say anything. And then there's some indicators like uh, Pomerol, I believe, is typically more uh, more Merlot for it. I'm going to have to fact check myself on this if I just reversed it. Sorry, WSP. Uh, it's a Friday evening and I've worked all week. Uh, but then... And I think you were wrong because that big thunder. Exactly. Yeah, yes. right there. Like that a, was the could thing. be true. Yes. Or podcasting from Castle Wolfenstein. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> yes. The 20% chance of rain suddenly became 100%. Jeez. Storming quite nicely. 
but anyhow, depending on where you are in Bordeaux, it will tend to be Merlot forward, or on the other side of the river, tends to be more Cabernet forward, but it's never really identified, and it really kind of depends on the vintage. Yeah. And, and it's not identified here if it's like no. a New World wine because you look on the bottle and I was on my on my bottles trying to figure out what I'm looking on the bottle and it, it doesn't tell me but you look on the website and do some research it's like oh there's a little bit of a breakdown it could be a cab but it could be 78% mixed with some Merlot some um, you know something else exactly so so this, it's interesting so the, the goal was to get something as close to 100% as possible yeah. what you've got in your glass right now is wine A what we'll call it um, like I said these are all three unique grapes um, so hopefully you guys can talk a little bit about what you're smelling what you're tasting and what you potentially think it might be even if it tastes familiar like something you might have had before and certain varietals like Pinot you don't really blend Pinot into anything Pinot is yeah. usually Pinot yeah you know, it was very unusual to see it blended with something. I feel the same way with Zinfandel, too. You don't see Zinfandel blended with stuff. Um, you may see yeah. some Syrah, like Syrah blended. Um, well, yeah. yeah. Is this the one that's 100% of something? Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Will you tell us the one that's not 100% when we get to it? Uh, so we can guess the 4%. <laughs> so these should be up our alley. Since we drink, we mostly drink California wine. Right, right. And each one of these wines, by the way, for consistencies, they've been in my wine fridge for some time. They were all opened uh, about two hours ago. So they've all been opened the exact same amount of time, been stored under the same, you know, uh, conditions. So it's not like I just bought something today. These have been something I've had for a while. For this specific reason. Well, Well, this one definitely has... Oak, yes, on the nose. And I think it is a. I mean, it's definitely oaky nose on it. Yeah, that's a given. Mm-hmm. Mm. I'm gonna be really bad at this. We haven't done it in a while. Yeah, no, we, we haven't, haven't done it in a while. It's well, I've been drinking like the same thing though. That's the problem. Like I haven't really been drinking much other than cabs and pinots. <laughs> so it's like. You know, this well, is not a pinot. No, definitely no, 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 completely I can see through it um, which is not a bad thing it's good definitely this is I like it mm. so it's interesting you taste a strong amount of oak what anything else coming through I mean so with the oak you get you know, that makes the vanilla uh, toasty type Mm-hmm. Flavor on it, which I totally get. Mm-hmm. I get a little bit of dust. It's a little dusty. Too. Yeah, definitely. Uh, and we're getting a bit of spice with the oak, like a pepper note. A little bit. I, I am sure. Yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a, definitely a little bit spicy. And that's hard. I think it's a hard thing to do. You, like you mentioned, you've been drinking the same wines all the time, so you got the same flavor profile. And you get, I, at least for me, when I'm tasting yes. something, 
it's hard for me to identify what it is. And someone will say it, like you just said, a little spice, a little oak. It's, I'm like, yeah. you know what? You're right. I mean, I'm a reactive. It tastes delicious. <laughs> and it is tough. Yes, that is, it is. That is one of the hardest things. And I will say, in my coursework, everything tasted like red fruit. And I was miserable at selecting the red wines that we had that day. Hmm. Uh, and then, too, again, part of it was being out of practice. And then also part of it was uh, the one that really got me, uh, someone described, like, do you, do you get a hint of tar on the nose? And I said, you're going to tell me this is a Nebbiolo. I've had Nebbiolos. I've recognized that tar flavor. I'm not getting it today. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if it's just my nose. I don't know if it was that uh, certain swill. It, it wasn't bad. The white Grenache was, that was swill. <laughs> and there were a couple others. It's just but Grenache with bleach. No, it's <laughs> Grenache with a ton of sugar is what it is. I, I get a black, the fruit, I, I get a, a black cherry, so I, I get a dark, um, definitely get a dark fruit. But mm-hmm. I do too. And it's not incredibly fruit forward. I definitely have a guess. Yeah, me too. Uh, the it's not, I, like, I do think it's, I mean, like the color, it's not like purple, but it's not like Pinot ruby no. either. No. It's mm-hmm. like a deeper ruby. As I look at, you know, it's hard to see. He, I don't know why the lighting is better when I look at your all's glasses than when no, I look just... at mine. But when I look at, like, further away, it looks, uh, yeah. it's definitely different. But it's more like a, like a dark ruby. And it could be it's a little bit of an age on it. color, too. So what does your level one class tell you? Level exactly. One exactly. We got the level two palette well, over here. No. What is the level <laughs> one uh, W set telling us? Dave seems to have a guess. What do you think it is? Do you have a guess? Um, I would guess is in. Same. I. I don't know, but it's very peppery. It's peppery, it's peppery but... Why? That's, I mean, if it's not, then it's... It's a, got good... I mean, it's got some... I would, acid is good. It's got it. acid. I would expect a Zin to be a little fuller body. Hmm. To me, it is. I'm going to just take a flyer on this one and say possibly... Because, again, it's California. It may be different. You said it's not standard. I'm going to say a Syrah. Hmm. And so we'll see. Not a bad guess. Actually, some a couple of very good guesses. It is a Zin. Goodness. Very restrained. Well, there you go. Proving once again that the uh, the level two did not test me on my tasting ability. So that's a Silverado Soda Creek Zinfandel. It's good. Um, it I love it. It's good. I've got it is delicious. More bottles at home, and um, you know, mm. one of my one of my favorite Zinfandels that are out there right now. That, that At least the ones that, you know, is a little bit of a higher price point that we drink on a fairly regular basis. So, yeah, um, yeah it's a solid solid wine, and, um, you know, from a solid winery out there in, in the heart of Napa. If you ever get a chance to visit, they've got one of the most amazing properties um, out, out in the valley, and um, just, and the wines are, are, are affordable, you know. You can, actually, you can find them. I don't know about this one, but you can find a lot of their wines Locally, obviously, they sell their estate cab um, over at Costco. You, you can definitely find the cab yeah. pretty much um, all Which is a pretty good price. I don't price. know if I've ever seen the Zin, though. The Zin is, is no. hard to find, so that's one of the reasons why I liked kind of ordering that. Yeah. So it's, it's a good one. It's a solid one. I'm a little surprised that you get the, 
after it being open as long as it was, you get you really get that much oak. I'm I mean, glad there's a lot of there's a lot of for as long as it was. Not me too. I'm uh, glad. I'm really glad you opened it. Well, I think it may so, have been too too uh, oaked right off. Like if you yeah. well, as it, it, do you remember the uh, Charles Valley? Yeah. Uh, Frank, that that was an Uber. Oak. That was Uber Oak and Uber. I mean, that was basically oh, bomb. all the all the hits on the uh, equalizer <laughs> turned up to eleven. It was a it was a fruit bomb. It was an oak bomb. Uh, it needs it needs to be tamed for a few years, I think. And nothing against Frank. No, Frank Vineyards is fantastic, but we were drinking that one entirely too young and opened it and poured entirely too quickly. Well, and I mentioned at the beginning, these wines have been open for two hours, and Dave, you were just telling me earlier how you're a big fan of, because I mean, for so long, we were just like, hey, let's have a bottle of wine, we pop it, we pour it, we drink it, and everything's fine. Why is giving it time so important? Just depends on the wine, though, too. Yeah, yeah I just yeah. think, well, yeah, when it when it mixes with air, it, it really, it just, the, com the complexity in the wine comes out, to me, yeah, as opposed to just popping it and not letting it breathe out. But I would say that for us, that we, since the quality of the wine we've been drinking lately, mm -hmm. and for a while yes. now, um, it's probably better to let stuff breathe. And and I, most, I yeah, it's not going to hurt it. Yeah, I don't think there's any a time to not decant something, to not let if something If you've got breathe. a really soft pinot, and this all depends, too, because you can also have something that's fairly reductive in the bottle, depending on where you're getting it. But if you have a really soft pinot, if you have too much time letting it breathe, some of the aromatics that really make it special may get away from you. Mm -hmm. Or you can also get rid of some of the funk, depending on where it comes from and what they're going for. Right, right. But, uh, but again, I would say, like David said, everything we're drinking is, not to sound pretentious, it's... It's we're now at a point where we're getting quality wines that are going to be able to, at the very least, they're not going to be harmed by sitting out for yeah, an hour. Right, or two. Yeah. right. And some of them benefit greatly. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but I think you know if you're drinking like a, like you said, like kind of a more feminine pinot, mm -hmm. you're not going to want it to hit too much air for too long. You know, you can just pour it if it's like True. A, yeah. like a Costa Brown or something. That's yeah. a meteor pinot. It almost drinks like a cab. Then that that would be way better to open it. Yes. You know, it just depends. But um. yeah, I would say pinot is the is is, mm -hmm. is the one that you would uh, probably not decant or leave open most of the time. Right. So we have wine B in your glasses right now, and I can I can smell. Pretty big difference. Yeah, right yeah, got yeah. a little earthiness to it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, spunk to it. And this one could probably be open another hour in order to get rid of yeah. probably that mm -hmm. nose. Hmm. But would you want to get rid of that? I, I, yeah. yeah, would you want to? Exactly. I mean, it's no, no, just the nose is good, and the taste is like it. That's why I love like the nose. Then you taste it, it's like nothing like it. It's like like. And you said mentioned tar earlier and things like that, and I feel like the more I hear those terms and the more I drink wine, I'm like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I used to, I, yeah, I get tar. I get something weird like pencil shavings or yeah. wet rock yeah. or yeah. granite yeah. And, and stuff like that. Tap you know, it's, it, it, <laughs> forest floor. 
<laughs> I'm drinking a lot. Well, I guess we have been drinking a lot of Sad Blanc, but um, <laughs> yeah, it's definitely <laughs> in that in that realm. Yes, I'll tell you what. Especially in there, I love them, but uh, New Zealand Sad Blancs. Yeah, yeah. They mm-hmm. they hit on that very herbaceous kind of. Uh, you know, it's a, that herbaceous and citrus note that, if you sense it a certain way, mm-hmm. it kind of borders on the cat pee. Yeah. yeah. Or the uh, petrol of like a Riesling. Yes. You know, when you have like a Riesling, it's got that. It's almost like kerosene. Yeah. It's crazy. Mm. So, what are you getting when you taste this? I get like a little hint of chocolate. I do get, I get a little, a little bit of chocolate, vanilla, a little bit of, I do get a little graphite, slightly. It's fairly soft and tame, you know, it's not like a... Yes. Soft tannins. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Acid profile is pretty good. It's Yeah, I wonder how old this is. Like I'm wondering, or how new or old, I'm wondering... It's a like 20, a, either 14 or 15. I was going to say, I swear I was going to say a 2014. Yeah. I don't think, it, 2015 I think would be more... Concentrated. It seemed like softer, like a 2014 or a 2016. <clears throat> Dave, what do you think? Um, behind the fourth floor, it's like. Want me to go first? Yeah. Since you went first last time? Mm-hmm. Yeah, go ahead. I mean, you don't have to gas. You can keep drinking. We've got a oh, Yeah, I'll keep drinking, but we'll <laughs> rotate. He'll go first next. Okay. Yeah, and I, st- I still get like a, um, I get like a cherry on this too, though. Yeah, you, I mean, mm-hmm. so then you're they saying maybe it's a, a pinot? I don't know. I don't feel. I mean, it could be a dark cherry, but it's too um, almost a black cherry to me. Yeah. Yeah, I don't feel feel like it's a. I don't know. I guess it could be. I it's not as tart as I would expect from a pinot and from California. That's why I guess we'd be throwing it. Like I would expect yeah. to have that like cranberry tartness to it, and this doesn't have that at all. But California pinots are a lot. You have a lot more. They can be body. a lot more benign. They can, I think. Yeah, I would say for an Oregon pinot, without a doubt, that tartness mm-hmm. there. Um, and I would say the nose on this, that kind of forest floor, could hint towards a pinot. Yeah, I mean, when I first smelled but, it, I but, thought it could be a pinot. Mm-hmm. But when I tasted it, it's not. I mean, I'm not. I'm not. A, I'm definitely. I was more solid on the Zinfandel. On the last one, this one will be a little more of a. So the, I, I definitely get oak in here, but the level yeah. of it is way, yes. way down. Um, mm-hmm. But it, but it's definitely there. I'm gonna call it a merlot. That's what I'm leaning towards as well. It doesn't have enough tannin. To be. So am I. Uh, that's really what I was gonna call it too, because uh, it's a tasty one. Yeah. <laughs> And it does still have that that red fruit kind of bit to it that you get more in a Merlot than if you were saying like comparing it to a cat, which a lot of times Merlots, are, but it just doesn't have the. So that's why I wanted to do this. It's not a Merlot. I can see why it is. It's actually 100% Mouvedre. Oh, oh well, there uh, we go. There's zero chance. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's why I wanted that's to, awesome, to right? try these, right? Because it, it has a similar fit flavor profile to to a Merlot. But when have you ever had a 100% Mouvedre? Red? This, this is Mark. <laughs> this is Mark Harold. I was supposed to say I think um, I had a bottle of that 
six or eight months ago. We have the um, I get a you know these are these come out on our one of our favorite websites, Last Bottle, um, but more the Acha, which is 100 mm -hmm. Tempranillo, mm -hmm. which I love. It's a great wine by them, and I saw this come up and I was like 100 percent in the bed, right? Oh yeah, let's give it a try. So um, yeah, I, I thought it was worth it, and I think it's interesting it's that it's it's in that Merlot type kind of, of family, it, but um, but yeah. a slightly different too. You know, yeah. starts with an M. I like the ink blotter label. Like mm -hmm. I want, I think it's you know, that's like a butterfly. We definitely had other. It's flies. a hatchet. <laughs> I think it's a hatchet. <laughs> yes, I actually have the flush. I have the one hundred percent Grenache uh, version of this as well. <clears throat> Yeah! Wow, I've never but, had uh, I've never had that before. That totally. It is tasty. It's interesting. Yeah, it's pretty good. Because it's weird. It's like nose of Pinot ish, mm -hmm. but taste of I mean, obviously called Merlot, but I could yeah heavier red. Like, yeah, I, I knew it wasn't like a there's no way it was a Syrah. It was no. like dark enough to be a Syrah. It didn't have any sort of um, like bell pepper type action going or the spice on. Or, or smoky or bacon. Or yeah, or anything going on. Nothing in it. In it. Uh, and Mouvedre is a grape that you see in those blends Blended, that yeah, we were talking about. I mean, yes. GSMs, obviously, so but, but I mean, so you see these almost like kitchen sink type of wines, and they've always got like a little bit of Mouvedre, and, it's, and it's, mm -hmm. I guess they're added to soften it up a little bit, because I can definitely see how that, how to, and it's not going to lose yeah. any flavor by doing that. I mean, it's got a lot of flavor. Yeah, they'll throw, yeah, they'll throw like that in to soften it up, or you do like a petit verdot mm -hmm. to throw like a little floral in it or something, you know, or... Or yeah, what have you. For the, or for like cab France. So they would never throw in into it. Mm -hmm. They would right, never so. throw in hundred percent to to taste on a in WSC. So what's the story? Not at it? this level. I mean, they may like level three or something. No, I would think that'd be like probably when you're doing master of wine type things. So it's thing. interesting you ask what the story is with this. I remember buying it and seeing it advertised as hundred percent Bouvetre, and you know. The thought hit me for this theme for the podcast by this bottle. I was like, when would we ever have a bottle of nothing but Mouvedre, right? When you, I was planning on bringing like a, a fact sheet on each one of these wines, so I'm going to, to look up this wine and find it. When you looked up this wine on name a website, it says it's a blend. Hmm. But on the bottle, it says 100%. So, I, I mean, and nowhere online did I find that it said it was 100% Mouvedre. Interesting. You, when you look up 2015 Flux Mouvedre, it's very odd. That but crazy. I mean, it clearly says 100%. Was it a marathon right. purchase? Yeah. yeah. Oh, marathon purchase. Probably. Yeah, because yeah. you wouldn't have bought six of those. Right, like, right. Four of those. Really. Correct, yeah. And it was, you know... 20, yes, twenty. It's not a horribly expensive wine. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but did they just and have Mark like a great job. overflow? Like, does this like winemaker buy like if someone's an abundance of Mouvedre? And they yeah, just no, buy what are we going to do? Frankly, they like, probably are making GSM blends, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. and either he has a Oops. few barrels. We added a zero onto the order. That's entirely we got possible. Too much. possible. <laughs> yeah. And you know, hey, we've got these barrels that are really, really good. They can stand on their own as a single good juice varietal, uh, or yeah, juice. we'll just we got some. Uh, see, but the color here. To it too. Oh, do you? Yeah, I, wow. I do. I mean, this color is similar to the Zin. Mm-hmm. Yes. Which again, that that Zin, that's a see, that's an interesting color for a Zin. I when I associate a Zin, I would expect a, a almost a thicker. 
you know, a deeper, more opaque color, and usually a like a more robust body. Mm-hmm. So that's what threw me on that one. That, that, not saying that it's bad; it's a delicious zip. But it was the lighter version of, yes. of ones, yeah. yeah much more totally refined. Because you're right, you used to some of these infidels and like yeah, in the face with pepper and, and all high alcohol. Things. Yeah, and it was it was there. It was just more subtle. Well, now when you smell it though, I don't get as much of the little funk to it. Yeah, I feel like it's blown off. Yeah, I get more oak when I smell it now. Mm-hmm. Um, interesting. It's very soft though. It's a good it's a good drinker though. Yeah. I don't know what well, you would. Wow, you have a lot of sediment in there. Yeah, I don't That's know what crazy. you wouldn't pair with this. I mean, it's it can almost go with so many things. I'm, yeah. Italian dishes would be great with, you know? It's like yeah, it's steak good. it would be great with. I think it could hold up to a, to a big, bold dinner. So um, it's almost like you could have just about anything with this. Yeah, and you had the, granache, I had the grenache with you. Yes. And then... And is there a, there's a blend too? I feel like there's more, there's, there's more than like two. Yeah, they have a few. I'm yeah. sure, yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know that I've had the Mark Harold blend, but I would assume if he's working with Grenache and Mouvedre, there's probably a Syrah out there, and he's making a, a Southern Roan blend. I mean, part I've of de- that I've definitely had mid-California Roan Ranger. But uh, if, if, the temper, if you ever see the Tempranillo come up, which it's like a... It's a Bright blue label. It says "Acha" across the bottom with like some that's kind of very design tasty. on it. It is really there are good. Two axes. There you go. Acha. And you're right. It is very good. Mm-hmm. So let's well, see we, how I can mess up the third one. We would have cool. never. We would have never guessed this though. No. Never. I mean never. Never. Just because of score one for the host. Lack yeah. of experience. That was awesome. <laughs> yeah. When have you ever had it? I mean, that's totally. Not, on its own. <laughs> Not that I would ever recognize it as right, the tasting. Right. All right, wine right. number three. Moving through these, I like this. I know it's twenty six wines. You know what? We tend to get loose as we go past wine This that could be trouble, but no one will ever know. Oh wait, this is being recorded. <laughs> You're also in the end of the That's true. <laughs> the ultimate power. It's a rock. I mean, what do you notice? <laughs> I mean, it, it has the color of one, right? Yeah. I mean, it it's a Syrah color. with four percent petite Syrah. <laughs> or petite Syrah. So it's definitely inky. Syrah. It's inky. Yeah, it's this inky. is border on purple. It's a much deeper color, more opaque. Calamari. So what do you think? What do you get on the nose? Another oak. Another more more like the first one. But even um, it's more oak, it's a little bit different though. Um This is the one that's the 96 percenter. So, oh wow, that's good. They so get a little chocolate on this one. I don't know why. The fruit profile is much more black fruit. This is smooth. 
Dangerous. Blackberry. <laughs> this is good. Danger. This is really good. Yeah, this is definitely it's good. A, a fuller wine. Similar to the Zinfandel, I, I feel like, on the nose in certain aspects, but I don't know, you're right. It's got a smoother, velvety texture. Totally. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know if it's an actual, I don't know if... I mean, I, just looking at it, it was so dark mm-hmm. when you poured yeah. it. I mean, it reminded me, the color reminds me of a Syrah, mainly because you said there are no caps, because it could be really dark. I mean, I on, on the pour, I'm saying. Yeah, it could on be the pour, you're a right. cab on the pour. Yeah. Um, but that's the only reason I wouldn't, yeah. But I don't know. When you taste it, though, it doesn't necessarily scream like Syrah to me. No, it doesn't. It. Mm-hmm. Uh, but could be like, see, I feel like petite but, Syrahs, though, are softer. And in those, like, if it's a petite Syrah, I don't have enough experience, like, really drinking those. It's been so long since I've had just a straight petite Syrah. I don't feel like I've had any that are this, that have this much body and are this full, but, again, it's been a while since I've had petite Syrah. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, this is a toughie, but, I mean, what, what else could it be that's this dark? That. I mean, if he's saying it's an off grape that we never really drink, you know, it could be, it's not a Grenache. No. Because Grenache, I feel yeah. like, would be lighter in color. Right. But it's, it's smooth, though. Like, when I drink a Grenache, it's very, like, smooth. Like, every time I have one, I'm like, oh, this is awesome. This is definitely my favorite one of the night, though, I'll tell you that. Keith, what are you getting? You said black fruit. Black fruit, um... Maybe a hint of licorice on the end. Yeah, this one's got some sugar. It's got a longer finish. I mean, definitely some legs on this Mm -hmm. one. Yeah, definitely the sugar. It's got some alcohol. It's got alcohol. I don't know that there's sugar in it. I'm not getting... I mean, there's no residual... There's no discernible residual sugar. It is... It is... Uh, it has been um, fermented to dry. There may be a tiny bit, but alcohol is... I mean, when you stretch it out, it's still dark. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's... I mean, it's crazy. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep in this for sure, I think. So, Keith, you're the first one to guess this particular one. Any thoughts? For a bonus point, name the four percent. That's right. Hmm. It's not really. I'm, I'm trying to talk myself into something, and I don't think it is. It's tough, but when you, when you say they're just California, mm-hmm. yeah, you like, kind of. We do, but the thing is, I think we are putting ourselves into a box on this mm-hmm. because you can grow every grape. Uh, sure. Darn near every grape, sure. and there are people that do it, do exceptionally well with grapes. Uh, what is this? Okay, so open up the grapes to the world, and you'd say you can grow anything. It's not Sauvignon, you know, um, Sauvignon. This right? doesn't seem like something. It's we, not we like a, a you know Nebbiolo grape. No. Right. I'm just like, thinking but, of the grapes that are out there. It's not like a Tempranillo grape, is it? I mean, could it be? No. Are they no, that dark? Um, Sangiovese. Like, so is, like, is it a Malbec grape? 
they can grow Malbec in California. It could be a Malbec. definitely possible uh, uh, to be a Malbec. Because I, is it so, Malbec this dark, though? I was trying to see if I could make it a Sangiovese, but I don't believe it is. But uh, Malbec usually has higher tannins. I mean, it's just a, so. A, I, a California Malbec is not. It's not usual. And that's not usual. But Cal, you know, 100% whatever, Monteverde, whatever he just came up with last time, <laughs> is exactly comedy. Mouvedra. Exactly. That's what I said. Well, Keith, pull the trigger. What do you I'm think? I'm going to say Syrah, and I'm going to be wrong again. David? I, I mean, that's my guess, too. I'm sorry. Regular? I, missionary? Or. You're going to go funky. Petit Well, it's, it's not. I, I'm going to go Petit Sirah, man. Go for it. Well, it's Petit. It's Petit Bordeaux. Oh, oh there you go. So I, so I have. You, you got the small part of it. Awesome. I have no experience with a varietal Petit Bordeaux, wow. so I don't feel quite as. You know, the. We described Petit Verdot, because we, we also... So you mentioned it earlier. Uh, well, no, no, I'm not saying no. that. I thought this was that. No, no, you meant, when we were drinking another wine, like, you mentioned it was something about it was, Petit Verdot. It's very soft. Mm-hmm. And this is yes. what you put into a Bordeaux blend to soften it, or to put into but a But you should put in florals, and I don't know that I'm getting florals out of this. No, right? well, but, but it's meant to, like, to me, like a Petit Verdot does bring some florals, it brings some softness to, to a cap. You know, that's the intent of it. And this is definitely that. Like, it's definitely that. Like, you can see why. Yes. You can see why they put this into a blend. Like, it's role in yeah. that blend, oh, right? So you can definitely mm-hmm. get it. Um, that's one thing, one cool tasting to do, like, one time in Napa is um, go to Phelps, and they do their insignia tasting. Yeah. And you go there, and they do, like, a blending lesson, and they give you each of the, um, in a, like, a decanter, like, each of the grapes that are mixed into Insignia for whatever particular vintage you're drinking, and they'll break out, like, Petit Verdot, Cab, Cab Franc, you know, whatever else goes into it. Um, probably, um... Merlot. Merlot, yeah, sorry. Merlot. Um, you know, they have them all out, and you're tasting it all, and you're mixing your own sure. Insignia. So you can mix your own, like, Insignia blend. Wow. And, and say, I'm going to do this and do that, and kind of... It's like a blend Insignia blending I mean, school. Yeah, cool. this is... Very good. It is very good. I mean, it's... I'm it's surprised. a Silverado wine, right? I mean, I, I think yeah. uh, just kind of randomly, this was included in one of my shipments. And um, it's, it's if I remember correctly, 96 Petit Verdot, uh, 4% cab. So they so added some... A little flip, flip flop. Yeah, yeah. flip flopped it a little, a little bit. Yang and yang. Um, but it's incredibly interesting, right? And, and totally. It's, totally. Very, yeah, it's really yeah. cool. To, like you said, this is something they normally add as opposed to having it almost 100%. Yeah. It gives, kind of gives you a different perspective of what the wine makeup is, what the grape makeup is. I think it's, I think it's really good. Yeah. I'm, I, don't, I haven't had this ever before either. Um, yeah, it's really good. Yeah. It's, it's amazing. And I'm normally, you're right. I mean, if I had to pick a favorite from the night, it probably would be this one. I think yeah. I'm, I'm yeah. normally yeah. a Zin, especially that Soda Creek Zinfandel is one of my favorites. I'm normally a the, the Zin guy. Yeah. But this, I don't know, the flavor profile of this. I mean, is I would buy. Really I mean, I, I'll throw I it would, I would take this. Like, if mm-hmm. they offer it, if you're, you know, still a wine club member, and when they offer it next or whatever, I would pull one. I mean, it's very unique. Yeah. Um, good easy drinker. How much is it? I think forty-five. Okay, something like that. 
Yeah, that's the great thing about Silverado. Their wines are, you know, price performers mm-hmm. in, in that mm-hmm. realm, right? I mean, you're going to, they have obviously the yes, Solos and, and the wines that are mm-hmm. in the 125 range, but, you know, they certainly have yeah. a lot of great wines. Like, yeah, I think it's this, not a, a Tuesday night pop and pour, but, you yeah. know. It's, no, no, yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, not, yeah. it's not quite a Tuesday night pop and pour, mm-hmm. but, but still, for for as good as that, as that is, I mean, and you, mm-hmm. you know what, you could bring that to, like, a gathering. Mm-hmm. And I think everyone there would like it. Yeah. Like, yeah. And so people would be like, right. oh, what is it? And it's a crowd like, pleaser. They'd be, they'd be like, I don't 100%. even know what that is, right? You mm-hmm. know, because people have no idea. What yeah. Know There's like something easily. familiar about it, but something new. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. really good. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't see the percent on there. It's I, I looked it up on the website. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We'll see where I found it. Uh, what is the percent? Alcohol? Oh, alcohol. Uh, yeah, I'm sorry. Was, that, oh, I was talking, talk, thought you were talking about the... the Make the breakdowns. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, it'd be interesting because it tastes like high alcohol when I taste it because when I do the breathing on it, mm-hmm. you get that. And, and interestingly, I, I think most of their wines are in the 14, 15, yeah, 14, yeah. 15. Yeah. Get into the high end. I mean, I personally, I feel I'm tasting more alcohol on this than I noticed on the Zin, mm-hmm. which is counterintuitive yeah, to me as well. Because Zin usually goes to yeah, high sugar and then high alcohol. Yeah. yeah. Well, this has been good. I mean, what are you, so your thoughts? If you had to pick a favorite, is everybody pretty much in agreement with the Petit Verdot as, as the favorite here? Or I know we've got some Zinfandel lovers. What is everybody thinking? I almost want to get another glass and try the Zin against this. Uh, I mean, not that the M- the Mvedra was ah, was not a performer. Fourteen eight. So we were. 14, yeah, it's about. Well, that Zen is fifteen seven. There you go. Oh my gosh! Really? really? It's my kind of wine. And I'm not even 15, noticing it. So what, what I'm learning is that fifteen nine, right? I'm no, really good at the. Because they get extra tax. I'm good at the book learning. <laughs> but well, my well, palate is, is trash right are, now. These are, oh, though, these, these are unique. You probably yeah. never had them. Plus, I mean, when was no, the last time we did this? So yeah, you got you got to got to be in practice. You were nice by starting with the Zin, though. If you would have ended with the Zin, we'd be all screwed up right now. Yeah, we'd be like guessing that was like yeah, some random Malbec. Yeah, yeah. But the Malbec, I think, was a good. I mean, Malbec is a little dusty, right? It's a little, um, you know. Rough around the edges, I guess you could kind of, kind of say. Rustic. So, uh, a little rustic, yeah. yeah. So I could kind of see it, but... Um, but I, I would be surprised if anyone's uh, growing Malbec in California. Yeah, that, that's, that's Argentina. Mm-hmm. They've, they've planted that flag and done pretty well with it, so... Yeah. Well, cool. Well, this has been fun. Yes. This has been a different experience. I think we, um, we proved that... Uh, there's a lot of better wine out there than you're just cab is king, which is 100% true. We all love that, but there's definitely tons of different options out there. So if you see a Zin, you see a Mouvedre, which is going to be unusual. If you see a yeah. Petit Verdot, give it a shot. Yeah.